Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, coming to you with another fantastic interview. Let me introduce my special guest this week. Chris Prefontaine is the best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Terms. Create continuous cash flow now without using your cash or credit. And real, he's a real estate investor with over 26 years experience in the field. He's also the founder of the Smart Real Estate Coach Program. He's the host of Smart Real Estate Coach Podcast. I think I'm seeing a brand in there. <laughs> he lives in Newport, Rhode Island, which is pretty cool because that's about um, half an hour north of where Stephanie and Blue and I were on our floating home last summer. And him and his wife, Kim, and his family operate the family business, including his son, Nick, daughter, Kayla, and son-in-law, Zach, and along with an amazing team. Chris has been an advocate of constant education, and he and his family mentor, coach, consultant, actually partner with students around the country to do exactly what they do in real estate between their existing associates around the country and their own deals. They're still doing five to 10 properties every month. Wow, that's a lot in control, always between 20 and $30 million of real estate deals, all on terms without using their own cash, credit, or signing loans. All right, I'm going to have to ask about that. Chris and his family believe strongly in giving back and, and uh, currently support uh, Franciscan, I hope I say that right, Franciscan Children's Hospital in Brighton, Massachusetts, Wounded Warriors, and Three Angels Foundation out of Newport, Rhode Island by giving a percentage of all deals to them. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on, Jim. My pleasure. Man, I talked to so many people, and was, I'm, I'm reading your bio, you know, um, about a half an hour ago. And, oh, my gosh. They're, I said, Steph, they're in Newport. <laughs> and also, where is Brighton? Because I was actually born in Springfield, Massachusetts. Where's Brighton? Uh, opposite direction. It's, it's basically Boston, for those that don't know the towns. Oh, that's right. The Brighton. Yeah. yeah. I, I, now I get it. Right, right, right. Well, how about that? You know a little town called Duxbury? Of course, yeah. I, I graduated 1976, Duxbury High School. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. We've got one of our uh, associate partners kind of that neck of the woods. Very cool. Well, Chris, um, the other connection is um, my daughter's company, Interview Connections, hooked us up, and, and you guys are practically neighbors, so it really is a small, small world. world. I want to take you back to um, – you know, when you're when you graduated high school, I don't know if you went out to college. Did you go to work? Did you get a job? I want. I'm, I'm curious about your entrepreneurial roots. Did you have parents, grandparents, or are you kind of a first generation entrepreneur? Yeah, no, cool question. I um, grew up in a family company. Was not related to real estate in any shape, form, or fashion. My dad uh, built um, from one little. I think he it was a tiny little store from his dad years ago, but he built that into a, a six or eight million dollar business. And he he was a welding supply and industrial gas distributor all over New England. And that's I grew up in that sweeping floors all the way to running the stores. Then he sold that in ninety one ish, and that's when I kind of started getting into real estate. And what what drew you to real estate? Why not anything else? What did you what what was the appeal there? You know, when I was growing up, he uh, would buy and he build most of them, but sometimes he'd buy his own buildings and then he'd have the company uh, rent those off of him. And he used to explain that to me. I just thought it was the coolest thing. And then he had a friend that was doing 
land flips uh, back in late eighties and I just was around it. And I, and I thought that was cool. And I remember picking up, I must've been about 20 or 21. I picked up uh, Trump's first book, the out of the deal. And I just remember being in golf with that. So I just started putting my head around real estate at, at that age and just stuck with it. Um, I, I'm friends with some po- f- people who I think do similar, um, like David Phelps, Jim Ingersoll, and there's a few others who um, I know in the in in the field. I think David actually kind of get into it being a dentist as a, another revenue stream, kind of help get freedom from behind the chair. Uh, do you know David, by the way? I don't know. I may have heard the name, but I don't do not know David. Okay, so when you what did you start getting into flipping homes or like renting apartment or you know buying apartment buildings? What was I mean? Because there's so many there's so many yeah. um, levels to real estate. So I remember, and and this is a this is a cool conversation because because usually we don't go into the this depth of the what we started with, and I think it's fun. I I remember the first deal was a piece of land in a split level home on a golf course in Massachusetts. We we parceled off, we subdivided off the uh, land built the duplex on it and then rent the house fire and sold that off. And that was really my first real deal. Uh-huh. I remember we actually had the, had the lot logged and, and we paid some money for the wood, which I thought was the coolest thing. So that just kind of got my, again, got me excited and said, okay, what, what else can we do? And so after that, we started building um, single family homes in what I called infill neighborhoods. So, you know, it's an existing neighborhood and there's one or two lots sitting there that never got sold off or someone has a bigger parcel that never got sold off. So we would, it was 91. So that was a tough time then. And I remember hearing, now you'd, you'd remember this, but some people wouldn't, but the Earl Nightingale tapes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I was driving to one of our branches in the, in the uh, late eighties, early nineties. And I heard him say how during a depression, this guy used to go around and talk to landowners and stick a sign in the yard to try to sell it and then hit profit. So he didn't really put any money down. So I literally that weekend put a, now this is going to date me, but I put a voice recorder in our basement and we started getting signs out on people's lots with a builder to put a to be built package together on it. And we would sell that package and not have to really buy it and do anything till we all profited at the end. But it came from that crazy tape from Merrill Nightingale. Isn't that funny how things like that happen? Like I, when I started my business in um, 2001 and by 2005 or six, I was doing multiple six figures, but pretty much chief bottle cook, you know, what was a cook bottle and washer or whatever that expression is. Oh, chief, cook, chief cook and bottle washer. There you go. And then I, I listened to a recording from Dan Kennedy and I, I really learned about the entrepreneurial mindset and leverage and things like that. So yeah, I mean, so many people who've achieved success can go back to the Nightingale Conant tapes and, and things like that. It's interesting. I wonder if, I wonder if they're still around. I mean, I, I in our storage unit, because we live in a boat now, I've got like VHS and all kinds of cassette tapes. It's funny you say Kennedy. I um, So my son didn't go to um, high school. He had a, a snowboard accident. And he decided, I mean, didn't go to college. Sorry, he went to high school. And he decided, okay, I'll go through dad's curriculum. And I we bought a Dan, the Dan Kennedy, Rhode Island chapter. If you remember, he had, he was selling chapters around the country and we bought that for a while. We ran that for several years. I remember you're that Chris Prefontaine. I remember. <laughs> so you were the DBA way back then. Yeah. In Rhode Island. Yeah. How about that? Now, who was your neighbor? Cause I'll never think of it right off the top of my head. Um, uh, the person with us in that you mean? Or Yeah. Uh, well, we had the Cassones. That was awesome helping us. But Dom, Dom Cassone. That was you got it. it. Yep. yep. That's funny. 
Oh my gosh. I, I, I knew your name sounded familiar. How, <laughs> that goes so far back. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, so 91, you started getting into um, the real estate. Now was your wife, Kim, was she all on board? I mean, so many times entrepreneurs have a spouse who's like, I need a regular paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. We, I, we've been married on, I just passed my 32nd anniversary. So I couldn't agree more. It's, it's a special mix. And we uh, were together since we met when we were 10, 11 years old, but we got married when we were 20 the uh the real estate's always been something we did so in different capacities she was involved and then i remember in 2000s i think it was like oh three oh four she took on herself uh two or three ranch style single family homes in um shrewsbury massachusetts and then did a raise the roof project um you know literally tore the roof off to put a second floor on did it as a colonial and then resold that so she's always been involved for sure how fun. You know, the cool thing about real estate, and I know it's not for everybody, but you get to see like the before and the after, you know, so many people that go to work and punch a clock or do whatever. It's the same thing day in and day out. Like my son's a landscaper and he likes, he gets to every day see the, his job, like, man, look at those lines, you know? And it's like, you get to see that. Like she raised the, she completely changed the home and, and then sold it. I mean, it's gotta be pretty rewarding to do that. Yeah, it's cool. But to, to your point, though, the other thing you get to do is, in addition to seeing that, and that's what keeps me going, the, the variety, it's never boring, or else I'd be bored, is the, uh, the ability to design the lifestyle. I mean, you're on a boat. There's people that, I mean, I can literally run this now or wherever I want around the country, and we've got people all over the country. So you literally can design the lifestyle you want if you do it right. There's all kinds of niches, so you get to pick as well. You said that at the beginning. Yep. So, um, started 91. I know um, in 2014, you started the Smart Real Estate um, Coaching Program. I want to fill in a little bit of the spots before then. I'm looking at the, um, the introduction I read. It said, um, on your terms. What does that mean, on your terms, without using your cash? So, two things to me, and that's why I picked the title. One is, back to that comment I said, design your lifestyle. I think that you should structure these deals on your terms, literally like what, what do you want to create here? If as long as it's a win-win and but what it means from a real estate specific standpoint is all our homes we buy, Jim, that you mentioned five to 10 around the country and locally, we buy them on either lease purchase, owner financing or subject to existing financing. So we're never signing personally. I learned that the hard way in the debacle in 08. We're never putting our own cash up. Uh, we're not going to banks, taking loans, none of that. And so there's no, I put my head in the pillow at night. There's no, you know, I'm, I'm quite comfortable. There's no, there's no uh, stress. That's incredible. How, you know, do people, do people, and, you know, kind of going back to the night, you know, I, I remember there's, there's a lot of people, I'm not going to name names, but who, you know, buy and sell real estate. You see them on TV late night and things like that. Yeah. Is that, so for people to start and doing, doing this part time, is it, do you, do you suggest they do a part-time or do you say, no, you got to you kind of jump in? Or is it always just like this, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, you're working, then you do it on the weekends or nights or whatever. Is that, is that like setting yourself up just for, for the stress that you, you don't want to have? Yeah, great question relative to like expectations because one of my biggest frustrations is people thinking that they see that late night show and they think it's a get rich quick. It's not. You can, you can as you've already kind of alluded to, you can design and, and earn some cool income. But you've got to set your expectation for, in my opinion, a three-year project. And as far as getting your first deal done, six to 12 months. Now, as far as part-time or full-time, I've got only two full-time people that are in our, our associate program in the country. The rest are part-time and many of them looking to go full-time. Um, they can do it. Again, if they set their expectations, they can't expect to work 
uh, five, 10 hours a week and have a deal that's just a killer deal in the first month. It's just not realistic. They may, but it's not realistic. So uh, managing expectations is huge, more important than should I be full-time or part-time. What's the normal, um, I don't say timeline, but maybe timeline, but what's the normal path for somebody who's a new investor to actually turn that into a full-time, you know, real estate entrepreneur type of gig? Yeah, we just, um, that, this came up a lot. So we just designed a um, one pager. It's not difficult to look at. And it's, called, it's just a three year, $1 million plan. And by the way, if anyone wants it, I'll, I'll, we'll send it to them for free. If, by the way, if you want a gift for your show, you can put that in there. The, it shows them year one, year two, year three. And by year three, they have a million dollar business. Now, will some take five years? Yes. Will some do it in one year? Yes. My guy in Washington, D.C., Bill, is, is accomplishing that as we speak. He's just over 800000 and he'll hit a million within his first year. So, it runs the gamut, um, Jim. It really does. It just depends on the person and, again, managing their expectations and what they can commit. He happens to be full-time. He made a transition as full-time now. Chris, what did you learn, you know, because that 2008 debacle, that certainly killed a lot of people's dreams. What did yeah. you learn and, and what do you do differently now, uh, in, now in 2018? Uh, well, going backwards, um, I'll, I'll give you the same answer. The, the biggest lesson from that was the way we structured this. So I took that headache and said, how do we structure this? And that's never taken out bank loans, except for I, I, break the, I break that with the exception of your personal home if you have to or want to but even then you don't have to. And then the second piece is, um, I said earlier on an interview, if I look back to that debacle and one other headache in the early 90s, both those times I wasn't with a mentor and, and shame on me because I've always had a mentor and I looked back and I don't know what made me do it a couple of weeks ago and I said, man, those are the only two times I had major headaches. I did not have a mentor to lean on and say, what should I do next? And what a mistake that was. I think everybody should have a mentor. I don't care what business they're in. So yeah, let's so let's get into that mentorship. I know you you created um, you know a coaching program. What led you to do that? I actually got called from a um, as a war college here in Newport, as you probably know, and somebody was tired of his tours uh, to the Middle East. Literally found me um, online and said, "Would you show me what you do?" I'm heading back to um, the state he's in. I think it was Oregon, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to civilian life. I'm gonna live near my parents, and I want to learn this and. Uh, that was in the, actually the end of 13, uh, started coaching him, just doing some really cool hands-on stuff. And his comments now ring true week after week after week. And that is no one was really, like everybody was selling stuff, like you said on TV, but nobody's really like doing deals with people and creating results like that. So I just had fun doing that and it kind of grew on me and um, we started, you know, exposing that, exposing that success and get more people because of it. And how is that program today? Is that, um, are you doing direct mail, some of the stuff you learned from Kennedy or, or, or are you getting referrals? Or? Actually, but the only thing we don't do is direct mail, but his direct response stuff is all uh, obviously applicable to online now. Um, a lot of the people come from, uh, they'll see the success of the people on YouTube, for example, or on these shows and they'll say, geez, I want to learn more about that. And they just go to a free webinar and then, you know, they dive in and decide if it's that's their niche or not. I, I, look, I'm, a, I'm not so naive to think I'm the mentor, right? There's, there's hundreds of mentors out there. You just got to find one. Yeah. What is it, what does it mean for you to be, to, to people call you a mentor or a coach? I mean, it's, it's, that's kind of, it's both, for me, it's both exciting and it's also a little bit of heady. Like you feel the responsibility, you know, when people are investing with you and they're looking for you to take them to the next level. I mean, do you, how does, how do you feel about that? We love it. I mean, I say we, cause my, my son, son-in-law and daughter are all involved in the coaching, depending on what stage that person's at. We're all, we're all participating. And I, people say to me, why do you coach if, if you could do deals? Well, here's the facetious answer. We love doing it. And until you do it, 
and you probably know this, but until you do it and you watch someone go from A to Z, whatever that is for them in their life and their finances, you, you can't understand the high we get off of that. And then the, the easy part of that for us is we're doing this anyway, every single day. So all we're doing is continue to do our thing and then taking what we learn and bring it to them in their market. And that's like, you couldn't get more current, right? So, so the short answer is we just love the high we get and we love the variety because the deals never, never, never are the same. That's pretty interesting. Now, to, let's, I'm curious about your program. And by the way, you can only share what you want to share. Do, do you do like group calls or do people come into your facility for a, a, an event or how do, how, do, how do you administer your coaching and training? Yeah, all of the above. Um, I'll allude to what you said earlier with the you know, people on TV. So there's just all this stuff out there and it's just sale pro, they want to sell programs. So what we have is a very simple one kind of, I'll call it a funnel, one, one path. Um, someone looks at a free webinar, if they can stand with listen to me for 60 minutes. And if they like what they hear and see, they then can take a, and that's free. They then can take a, a home study video program. Again, you're not jumping on a plane. You're not buying, you know, tickets to this boot camp. It's going to cost you thousands of dollars. You just go through this home study program. It's um, 10 modules, 60 videos though. It's quite robust. Then after that, they can go off and do deals on their own at their own pace, or they can become what I keep calling a associate around the country. And that means that we are actually doing deals with them. We're talking to them every week, back to your question on the mastermind. We're meeting with them once or twice a year at a live mastermind. And we're literally doing calls to buyers and sellers with them. So we I mean, we're locking arms. We're not just telling them we, we do it with them and we rev share, we revenue share the deals. Does that, it, that's obviously something when, when it works for you, it works for you. Or is that part of your coaching program that you'll do deals with people? Yeah, because if they come in and we spend all inordinate amounts of time at the beginning and we don't do deals with them, we all lost, right? So this is, is a huge win-win. And uh, to date, especially with the, the kind of the manpower, the people power we can put behind it with the family, I don't know of anyone else that offers it really because it's a, it's a huge support issue. If you call in, you're a student, Jim. You call in and you're, new, you're brand new. You might be speaking with my son or myself. Then when you get to the script stage, you might be speaking with Zach who does all our buying. And then when you get to the admin stage, you might be talking to Kayla. You know, so everybody has a role and you have huge support. That's very cool. If, what, and everything is different, but if somebody wanted to get into real estate investing, how, how long would it take for them on average to gain financial freedom? And let's just, let's just say financial freedom is, you know, becoming at least debt-free, you know, personally debt-free. Sure. I mean, obviously that every circumstance is different, but I'm going to tell you to do your first deal would be six to 12 months. And if you look at that three year plan, that's realistic to make a major dent. Of course, some people come with a lot of baggage. I don't know, but the three year, $1 million plan uh, that I'm happy to give out that, that that's a good kind of roadmap for them to say, okay, three years, I can get to a million dollar business. So for the listeners, I don't know what their debt load is or what financial freedom means, but if they think that would get them excited, that's a three year path. Cool. What one or two strategies do you recommend for, for new investors? Like what, what should be their priority as they get their feet wet? Well, because it doesn't take uh, money, I would tell you to do something surrounded with this, the, none of your own money. So I'm not the only one that teaches some of these strategies that we all partake in here as a family, but the lease purchasing and the owner financing allows them with the right training and, and scripts to get involved without putting thousands of dollars down on, on deals. I have students call me and say, oh, I was ready to put 20% down on a building. You know, well, why would you do that when you don't have to do it? You can structure the deals properly when you know how. So that's a good way for a, kind of a shoe in for people. They don't have to put a lot of their money up. 
I'm, I really admire the way you got your whole family in there. And of course, first of all, it's your family. But second of all, you've really recognized that you have to leverage your time and your skill and, and ultimately leverage your staff. That's really a sticky point I have found with a lot of my clients is, you know, it's the old, nobody can do it as good or as cheap or as fast as I can. So already pay somebody to do it. Is that, is that the same in the real estate investment business? Yeah, it is not one of my strengths to to leave everybody alone as we as we've scaled this. Um, I'm working on that's my area of focus now is to work on companies and mastermind groups that are helping me scale and let go and not micromanage and not drive everybody crazy. So yeah, it's it's a task and a half. I, I'll give you a cool resource. That, this is for anyone. This is not real estate. Um, I stumbled upon a, a guy, and you might want him on your show. He he started a um, company called Get Leverage. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but he outs- you can outsource anything to him, as he says, that's legal. And uh, he was on our show and he's going to speak at our event. And I'll, I'll fast forward and tell you that now we give him, we give his company 80 to 100 hours per month of tasks, different tasks as we scale that our staff just can't get too fast enough because we're wow. growing fast. Uh, it's a really cool service. That's really something. And so he's, he's, he, I mean, there's a lot of people that do that, you know, with, um, people all over the world actually. But so he, he is a virtual, virtual um, assistance type of uh, firm. Yeah. Well, we have virtual assistants and he doesn't, I won't say he gets angry, but he, he differentiates himself because he's kind of a higher end, you know, outsourcer versus, but yeah, you, it's what you and I would call the virtual assistant arena. Um, but I've used virtual assistants. I still do for many tasks, including my podcast show um, and his people are just head and shoulders when you want the higher end, higher quality type stuff. Very cool. Um, one more question, then I want to get into your uh, the giving back part. How important are the core values when when you're starting a business? And you know, a lot of times people want to do things, but well, let me get my feet wet. Let's see what happens. Then they kind of back into it, or I call it, I'll do that when. You know, it's a when I. How incor- Talk about your core values and when did they become apparent that they are your core values? Yeah, it's enormous, and and the reason is if you go the other route that you said, kind of back into it you are literally asked backwards because we build, hire, make decisions, create product, create uh, agreements all based on the core values. I'll say them real quick. They're in the top of my head always. And they came into play before I say them. They came into play when I said about a year ago, okay, my next thing for a mentor is what? Not driving new business. We got that handled. My next thing is I got to learn how to scale this thing and be the leader that I need to be to grow the company. So the core values that we all live by are, uh, and we share them with our students, we um, empower individuals and families. That's, that's a big part of what we do. We constantly innovate and improve. We complete all transactions with the highest integrity. We match effort for effort. We are clear, blunt, and to the point. So there's no gray area and team over me. Those are our six. And so even hiring questions are surrounded with that so that everyone here is on the same page. And it, it led to a tough decision to get rid of a, a bookkeeper that had been with us for eight years and, and add some of the fits to this culture. And, and what a great decision it was, but it was tough. Wow. So how did you get into the, um, you know, the giving back part? Has that always been a, a part of your, your life? We'll call it your private or personal life that you've moved into business or as you started achieving success, did that become something you wanted to do? Uh, a little of both. Um, I mentioned earlier, my son Nick had a, a snowboard accident in 03, yeah, uh, winter of 03. And the doctors told us he'd be, this is Franciscan Hospital now. They said that he'd never walk, talk, or read again. He was in a coma for a month. And it just became real uh, passion of ours to give back to them when you go there and see those kids in the hospital. Um, and then when we started locally here, uh, one of our great uh, team members, Lauren, 
her family runs three angels for the for the cancer locally and so we give back to those two and it started back with with nick's accident for sure that was in 03 because it really hit home wow how is nick today phenomenal you wouldn't know and he's in the business and he's our buyer specialist and he coaches and he's doing just doing fantastic um, running you know long races and even a couple marathons what a blessing good for you um Chris, what else do we want to know about you? And then also, how can people connect with you? And you've mentioned a, a free resource a couple of times. Show us how to get that. Yeah, um, they can get the uh, webinars free. They can just go to smartrealestatecoach.com. It, it's very obvious because it's our main thing we do. So it's a free webinar. And then, um, so for your show, just as we were talking, I said, just send an email to support at smartrealestatecoach.com, support at smartrealestatecoach.com. Uh, Lauren or someone will uh, get you out. We'll just put the subject line, um, your, your name, Jim, and in the in the body, just put three-year, $1 million plan, and we'll mail it off to them. Um, and that'll give them a, a nice little roadmap. And and as I said earlier, as far as uh, my role goes, if, if this is something you think resonates, great. If it's not, it's okay. Find someone that you do resonate with and just don't let go of them for three years, and you'll have a great experience almost no matter what business you're looking at. That's awesome. So fun. I connected with you again. And um, thanks for coming on my program, Chris. Thank you. Pleasure. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Chris Prefontaine from Smart Real Estate Coach. And uh, I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Come by this time next week for another great interview. And until then, you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.